And we begin with good day, sir. <laughs> Geeks come in all shapes and sizes. Um, and that they come into all kinds of things. That I, <laughs> uh, I was thinking more about the satanic panic. By the scholar Gary Gygax. Well, wait, hold on. I said good day, sir. Not defending Roman slavery by any no, stretch. By but oh God, that's bad. Let them vote. Fuck off. <laughs> when historians, and especially British historians, yeah. want to get cute. Oh, it's, it's in there. Uh, okay. it, it is not worth the journey. This is a Geek History of Time. Where we bring nerdery into the real world. I'm Ed Blaylock. I'm a world history teacher at the 7th grade level. I'm a father of a 9-month-old little boy now. And uh, I've been a geek since I was young enough that I don't even remember how old I was. (laughs) I'm Damien Harmony. I'm a high school Latin teacher, formerly a history teacher. Uh, I am a father of a eight, almost nine-year-old, he informed me yesterday, and a six-year-old, raising them to be geeks and, more importantly, decent geeks at that. I've been a geek since I was at least five, as far as I can recall. And yeah, uh, any books that you're reading right now, Ed? Uh, right now, I am working my way through uh, Home, A History of Domesticity by uh, Bill Bryson. Uh, I am simultaneously also working my way uh, through several other books. Uh, the one that immediately jumps out at me uh, is uh, An Apologetic by the one of the founders of distributism um, and... I'll remember it later. Okay. It'll jump out at me. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, I actually, I'm not reading any new books lately. Mm -hmm. I've kind of stalled on the reading the new books thing. However, I have taken to reading comic books again. Um, And I am now reading, I decided to go back to the beginning, and I'm now reading uh, the the Fantastic Four from publication date, uh, Spider-Man from publication date, Avengers, and X-Men when I get to them. And oh, probably wow. Daredevil. So I'm going to start reading everything as it came out because oh, I have that. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so there's, there's that a app. kind of historicity, historiography yeah. Kind, yeah. Of, kind of thing going on. That's, that's a neat project. It's neat. Like that, um, right? it's, it's disappointing. <laughs> it's so disappointing. Well, yeah. Well, because, you know. I'm not a child in the 60s. Yeah, well, yeah. And, it's not and, new to me. Yeah, well, it's not new to you. So, and, yeah. and I know you're just seeing stuff that gets, you know, posted from those old comic books uh, <laughs> online all the time. Yeah. Language has changed. Attitudes have changed dramatically. Mm. So it's got to be. <laughs> I have saved some of the best pictures. <laughs> From, sure. from these. Oh, yeah. It is hilarious. And some will prove a few points that I plan to make in another podcast right. in the near future. Perfect. So, Speaking of podcasts, uh, we're doing this one today. Uh, it's uh, part one of a multi-part series. Originally, I uh, intended it to be a two-parter, and then it exploded into at least a four-parter. And the fact that I'm talking with somebody who knows stuff about this stuff It'll probably be a much larger larger one. So. Well, and those of you who've been listening know my propensity to rant anyway, so yeah. that was almost <laughs> doomed from the start. So what what is it that I know something about that we're going to be talking about? Well, uh, before I get to that, um, okay. uh, I, would, I would like to point out that geeks come in all shapes and sizes, um, and that they come into all kinds of things that you might not recognize as geekery at first. Okay. But uh, I have, since I was four been a professional wrestling nerd. I loves me the professional wrestling. I adore (laughs) the professional wrestling. And when I lived in San Francisco, I watched the local KOFY TV 20 where they used to show the Yule Log. That channel (laughs) uh, had wrestling on it. It had at first just the garbagest wrestling there was it was uh-huh. northern california independent wrestling oh nice. and then they got a pipe in from a minneapolis company called the awa Holy cow. which that will All figure right. in yeah. so that's one half of what this podcast is about the other okay. half is something you and i both know a fair amount about you probably will be able to carry more on this tag team if you will okay. oh, uh nice. you will nice. be the jim nice. Nightheart to my bret hart oh nice okay. uh so uh we'll not see. just because of the beard yeah all right. But this this episode is uh, this series is called "The Lost Cause: How It Saved Wrestling and Ruined Professional Wrestling," just like our country. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so this... Okay, this is one of my buttons. Yeah. You, you know from conversations that we've had. Oh, yeah. That, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so I want to hear about this. Yeah. This, so. I'm already stoked. I And, and put sorry, this out sorry, there. Pardon me. Woo! <laughs> wow, that, that was... I'm going to have to adjust the levels yeah, on that Yeah, later. maybe, That's, but I had wow. to. Yeah, and it's just, funny that you would choose Ric Flair's thing because yeah. he is part of the group that is most tied to Lost Cause. But he doesn't okay. represent the Lost Cause. He represents the antagonist to the Lost Cause. Awesome. We'll get there. All right. Um, but, uh, I'm intrigued already. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I would just point out, when I taught history, I used to teach U.S. imperialism. Uh-huh. Um, and I would show them a wrestling match ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> as the, metaphor. Yeah, as, absolutely. As the overarching, yeah. look, this is I would, this I would is show the them that. This is... And then I would show, like, when we got to the Cuban-American War, uh, Spanish-American War, specifically in Cuba, I'd show them the uh, the famous sh- uh, short, animated short, Godzilla versus Bambi. Uh, <laughs> and so <coughs> the kids got Good the one. visuals. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, I like that. So, I like that. By the way, your, your, your pedagogy, I'm hot for your pedagogy. Oh, I, I, I got to oh, say, that's, I, that's amazing. I love As a fellow doing, teacher. love doing what I do. That's, like, that's brilliant. Uh, I'm trying to find some way to put wrestling into Latin, but uh, so far, which you would think it'd be easier than it yeah, is. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah, it's not. Because classical wrestling was Right. Kind of well, I've done it but with it's a certain... completely different creature. Yeah. And, you know, and I've done it with certain satire. Like, okay. there's this uh, guy in the Satyricon who's like, and on my tombstone, I want to have the the all the matches of Patiates and he okay. was this famous wrestler. I said that would be like in my will saying put all of John Cena's greatest hits on my tombstone. <laughs> so and the kids get that. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's good. Right. So we gotta start with the Civil War. Um, okay. That's yeah that's a starter. Yeah, it happened. It's a hell of a starter. Yeah, boy howdy. <laughs> uh, it was America's bloodiest conflict in history. Well yeah. Um because everybody involved was an American. So yeah, yeah. Was so, killed was an American, so that's kind of mathematically the way that works. Right. So and that is a bit of a misnomer because it was US versus Confederate, they're all Americans. Technically yeah, they declared themselves yeah, a separate yeah, country, yeah. Yeah. but they did so by the way, based on slavery. Um and one yes, could argue yes. that every I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry, before we before we go any further. Sure. This is this is one of the things that chaps my ass <laughs> on a regular basis online. Um, here's the deal: the Confederate flag, first of all, did not represent uh, the Confederacy at any point. It represented the Army of Northern Virginia for a very brief period of time during the conflict. Mm-hmm. Number one, number two, um, the the Articles of Secession, the Constitution of the Confederacy, and and when I say Articles of Con. Uh, Secession. <laughs> Sorry. When I say Articles of Secession, I mean the Articles of Secession of, like, all of the Confederate states specifically mention mm-hmm. slavery. The the Confederate equivalent of the Federalist Papers and the Confederate equivalent of the letters written by the Founding Fathers that we use to look at what, what how should we interpret this part of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. All of them explicitly stated we need to preserve slavery as an institution. Yes. So anybody who tries to say that the Civil War was about states' rights is either misinformed and only effectively Mm half-taught, or they are lying. Mm -hmm. Because it was about states' rights, specifically states' rights to maintain the institution of chattel slavery. Yes. As a world history teacher, I also want to take just a moment to point out right here (laughs) that the way chattel slavery worked in the United States Mm -hmm. and the founding of this country up until 1865 was completely different and completely aberrant from the way slavery worked in other civilizations throughout human history. It was the Romans, the Romans, some of the nastiest, meanest people in all of history. These are people who watched blood sports for fun, Mm -hmm. who thought that going to a public execution was a good day out and a barrel of laughs. Those people um, did not have race-based slavery. No. And um, slave, there was a potential for slaves to actually be able to buy their own freedom. It wasn't exactly common, but it was also it was enough that there were laws enough, about it. It was enough it. that there were laws about yeah. it, and we know that it happened often enough that mm-hmm. it was remarked upon, but not miraculous. Right. So, oh, and and further on that point, because I teach Latin, yeah. so I, I know something of, of Roman slavery. Uh, slaves were to be pitied, not looked down upon. Yeah. Um, the idea that uh, someone was a slave was a reminder that you too could suffer a fall as great, 
but also that they could climb their way back up. Yeah. And and that was a very normal thing. In fact, they had a word for a freed slave, and a freed slave would have to wear a pileus, a, a felt cap, mm-hmm. for a little while, and he would be attached to the household that he'd left. Uh, transition. Like training wheels. Yeah, in, in a lot of ways. And But what that meant was that he was cared for. There was a welfare state mm-hmm. for these people. Yeah. Taking care of these folks. Now, this is not all slaves. This is not all slavery. If you were a slave in the salt mines or any mines or on a galley. At any kind of hard labor, it was... you Your, your life expectancy was about four years or less. Um, but if you were a house slave or even a farm slave, you could live a fairly long life, depending on your master. I'm not defending Roman slavery by any no, stretch. by any stretch, no. But it was not as it was not brutal and irrepressible. Yeah. Yeah. Repressive kind of thing that, that slavery was in this country. Yeah. So now that we've gotten that off of our collective chest. Sure. So uh, they separated ahead. themselves yes. from the United States based on slavery. Yeah. You could technically argue that every Johnny Reb killed wasn't an American, but honestly, we see them as Americans. Yeah. Uh, which means that virtually every casualty of war was an American, yeah. uh, since it was Americans killing Americans. So, And before we get too far into the weeds, I kind of want to do what you just did, was address the fact that this war was absolutely 100% about slavery. And any desire to remove that from the equation uh, or make it less central, because that's another thing you see happening, is part of what we're talking about today. Um, Confederate states were born when Abraham Lincoln was elected to office November 6th of 1860. Um, They they began to secede almost immediately. Uh, First in flight was South Carolina on December 20th. Nice, nice thing. You Thank you. Uh, here, here's a quote. Uh, we, the people of the state of South Carolina, in a convention assembled, do declare and ordain, and it is hereby declared and ordained, that this ordinance adopted by us in convention on the 23rd day of May in the year of our Lord, 1788, whereby the Constitution of the United States of America was ratified, and also all acts and parts of acts of the General Assembly of this state ratifying amendments of the said Constitution are hereby repealed, and that the union now subsisting between South Carolina and other states under the name of the United States of America is hereby dissolved. Now that was done at Charleston in the 20th day of December in the year of our Lord, 1860. So they decided right away. Right away. Oh, well. He gets elected in November. Yeah. They're out December 20th. Yeah. A month, a month and a half later. And when you take into account the um, lack of speed with which news Mm -hmm. traveled. They had this in their pocket. They they were, yeah. I mean, the the whole time the Mm -hmm. Republican Party was even forming. Yeah. The the Southern Whigs and the Southern Democrats yep. were united. I mean, mm-hmm. the Whigs had basically fallen apart, but Southern Southern politicians, any, yep. anybody who was a political anybody in the South, was was working toward. Okay, look, you know the Whigs have fallen apart. They're all going into this new fangled, you know, Yankee party up north. Right, and, free labor, know, free soil, free, free, free men. Labor, what are you talking free, about? What, what are you even talking about? You yeah. know, and and even though. The Republican Party and Lincoln specifically said they were not abolitionists. Mm-hmm. The very fact that they were saying they wanted to limit the spread of slavery mm-hmm. was seen as an existential threat. Yes. Um, and and so, yeah, they, they had been scheming about this for months, oh, over, yeah. over a year. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they even said if he gets elected, we're out. I mean, yeah. that was, that was yeah, essentially that was, that was, it. That was the yeah. whistle they, they blew. Yeah. So the two senators from South Carolina, they tendered their resignations. Um, other states held hastily assembled, but very well organized, which, again, tells me that they'd have this plan for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, conventions. There's, there's, there's letters and correspondence that we have mm-hmm. that shows us. Yeah. By February 1st, Texas, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida had left the Union. He doesn't take office until March because back then inaugurations happened in March. Yeah. Okay, because the thaw. Uh, February 4th, except for Texas, all of these states send delegates to the Mon- to Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, I love that Texas is just like, no, <laughs> we're not going to... You know what? No. We're, 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 right, we're, we're out. We're on our own. We're, but they elected yeah. Jefferson Davis to be the president of the Confederate States of America. Now, there was even an attempted amendment to make this not so, giving federal protection to slavery in the south so 
the Republicans in the in the Senate and and uh, other senators not from South Carolina, uh, from the South, were trying to keep the union together. Yeah. Even even well, as this is happening, even, even as even as it was falling apart, there were efforts to try to to try to find a way. Right. To mollify. The, like, can we can we keep this marriage owning, together? Slave owning cat classes. Yeah. yeah. Now the the problem with this though is that because so many states left, the South couldn't have their legislatures approve the amendment, mm-hmm. and you need three quarters of state legislatures to approve to the, amendment, the amendment to ratify it. By the way, Lincoln was totally cool with that. Um, yeah. Maybe not totally cool, but like he, okay, I union. can't, I can't get everything I want. I want union above all else. Yeah. Um, if I could save the union without setting a single mm-hmm. slave free, I would do it. Right. If I'm remembering the quote. Correctly. Yeah. Now uh, here's here's a quote by Abraham Lincoln. I understand a proposed amendment to the Constitution, which amendment, however, I have not seen, has passed Congress to the effect that the federal government shall never interfere with the domestic institutions of the states, including that of persons held to service. Holding such provision to now be implied constitutional law, I have no objection to its being made express and irrevocable. He was willing to sell people down the river. Yeah. Um, so I just I like to put that out there. Also, I do like the fact that he doesn't ever say slavery. Uh, there were so many, service. yeah, the, so many the, euphemisms. The variety of euphemisms that mm-hmm. were used throughout the United States. Yep, mental and for, verbal gymnastics. For, yeah, be, because because at the end of the day, everybody knew it was morally reprehensible, but mm-hmm. they were convinced it was necessary. And if it if it was eliminated right there would just be absolute anarchy and god you sure know, no, nobody nobody has a plan about what we're going to do if we if we get rid of it well and if anybody and, comes up with a plan you could easily poke a hole in it and say what about this and then the absence of perfect means not good enough yeah. and therefore yeah. so march 4th lincoln gets inaugurated as president yeah and almost as a response confederate vice president alexander stevens gave what is now called the quote cornerstone speech Uh, Because he cited white supremacy and black enslavement as a great truth and a cornerstone of the Confederacy. Here's what he says. Its foundations are laid. Its cornerstone rests upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man. That slavery, subordination to the superior race, is his natural and normal condition. This, our new government, is the first in the history of the world based upon this great physical, philosophical, and moral truth. He then goes on to use the Bible and claims, Our confederacy is founded upon principles in strict conformity with these laws. This stone, which was rejected by the first builders, is become the chief of the corner, the real cornerstone in our new edifice. I'm sorry. Um, I know that you... You and I have a denominational difference. We have a very profound denominational difference. Um, I I was going to make a remark before mm-hmm. you quoted that part of that speech, which I have not read in its entirety ever mm-hmm. before. Um, I was about to say, you know, I've never wanted to go back in time, grab somebody by the back, by the back of their head and slam their face into a table so badly in all my life. Mm-hmm. And then you read that quote, <laughs> which which is part of Easter Mass as a Catholic. Oh, Jesus. And 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 to hear some Peckerwood redneck, fucking I don't remember what state Stevens was from. I don't care. Oh man, see, this is the kind of thing that makes me want to go find a surcoat and and grab and declare a crusade. Just no, we're done. I, yeah, Deus Volt. <laughs> you know. I, I would point out uh, he probably wasn't a Packerwood, given that in South Carolina the the property requirement to become a senator yeah. was you had to own I believe two hundred slaves. Okay. So men who espouse this kind of stuff is your upper upper class. Yeah. And well, write this kind of way I'm, I'm, and having I'm, read I'm, this I'm, way, I'm, I'm talking about actual like you know. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Class yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not. No. 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 Okay. No. 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 Yeah. I, I didn't say trailer trash. Yeah. I, I meant he was the aristocracy. Prick. Yeah. Prick. Oh, okay. Let yeah. me change my language. Not Peckerwood. Prick. This he goes on. Gigantic bag of flaccid dicks. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Which, when you open them up, you find out that they're all cockroaches inside. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. He goes on. Uh, the new he constitution. Oh, he must. The new constitution <laughs> has put at rest forever all the agitating questions relating to our peculiar institutions. African slavery as it exists among us. The proper stat- status of the Negro in our form of civilization. This was the immediate cause of the late rupture and present revolution. Jefferson, in his forecast, has anticipated this as the rock upon which the old union would be split. He was right. 
What was conjecture with him is now a realized fact. But whether he fully comprehended the great truth upon which that rock stood and stands may be doubted. The prevailing ideas entertained by him and most of the leading statesmen. If you're going to keep pantomiming beating the shit out of this guy, it's going to be really hard to read this. <laughs> sorry, sorry, with sorry. It's hard not to. Okay, okay, so the prevailing ideas entertained by him and most of the leading statesmen at this time of the formation of the old constitution were that the enslavement of the African was in violation of the laws of nature, that it was wrong in principle, socially, morally, and politically. It was an evil that they knew not well how to deal with. But the general opinion of the men of that day was that somehow or another, in the order of providence, the institution would be evanescent and pass away. Those ideas, however, were fundamentally wrong. They rested upon the assumption of the equality of the races. This was an error. It was a sandy foundation, and the idea of a government built upon it, when the storm came and the wind blew, it fell. So, Ed, as a man of religion... What's the ah! problem? What's the problem? Oh, What's the problem? Oh, heresy, 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 <laughs> dark, bloody heresy. But at the time, how many people were saying that that was heresy? Uh, well, uh, well, not 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 enough. nearly enough. Not, not yeah. nearly enough. And the ones who you were know, were considered crazy. Yeah, and and what 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 I you know histor- historiographically, mm-hmm. what I find most remarkable is one of the things. Oh, and we're going to get into the historiography. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, this is all about history. Yeah. You know, if we're talking about lost cause, that's what all this is. Yeah. But what what I wind up being at pains to to explain to my students because I, I I teach in a in a predominantly uh, lower income, uh, very significant uh, proportion of you know uh, people of color. Kind of, kind of setting. Mm-hmm. I have a significant number of African American students from lower income levels, and I am a prototypical middle class white guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, and so when when the issue of race comes up, mm-hmm. I'm I'm teaching seventh grade world history. We're going back to the fall of the Roman Empire and everything sure. that came up from there till the French Revolution. One of the things that I point out is the idea that we have of race. Mm-hmm. Is a modern invention. I just yes. I just gave this speech to my kids like a week and a half ago. Nice. Talking, talking about slavery in Rome. Sure. Because they were saying, well, you know, were, were the slaves black people? And I said, well, some of them were if they were captured and enslaved in North Africa. Right. But to the Romans, it didn't matter. They didn't have an idea of race like we have it today. Right. The the idea that we have of race was invented to justify. Mm-hmm. The peculiar institution of American race-based chattel slavery because West Africa was where you could get the slaves from because of the colonizing mm-hmm. efforts of the Portuguese and the way those kingdoms were and dealing with things. One of the reasons you were able to do that was because Bernardo de Casas gives his treatise on why it's better to use African slaves instead of Native American slaves yeah. because God likes that. Yes. Fuck him. Mm. Sorry. That's okay. You get not to say sorry. that. Yeah. Not sorry. No. Not sorry at all. Um, and and so, you know, that that the whole like every every racial mm-hmm. racial, mm-hmm. quote unquote, racial problem that we're dealing with today is because a group of white people mm-hmm. had to find a way to morally and in their own way of looking at it scientifically justify Keeping a whole different group of people in bondage mm-hmm. and oppression mm-hmm. strictly based on a, a set of physical differences. Well, because the religion physical that they believed in did not endorse slavery. It didn't. No, no. Like, no, straight up Christianity, like, straight up Christianity and said, Islam no do not. Between, yeah. There is no difference between Greek or slave. Mm-hmm. Muhammad, uh-huh. who I'm going to confess I have a number of problems with, but Muhammad... Himself said, mm-hmm. if you own slaves, set them free. Right. You know, you should. He said, you should set them free. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and the only circumstances in early Islam under which it was like, no, no, you can have slaves was, you know, conquest of, of, of non-monotheistic peoples. Right. And then even then you were supposed to, you know, inculcate them. Kind of bring them up faith, to speed. Bring them up to speed and then set them free. Right. You know, and the problem is that people suck. Like throughout history, humans have found one way or another to, you know, do what they wanted to do and find ways to justify it. And, you know, ISIS used 
that example of you know convert mm-hmm. polytheists to try to justify widespread slavery in their territory, you know, and it was all women being mm-hmm. enslaved for horrible, you know, Boko Haram, for Boko instance, Haram. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, Boko yeah. Haram as well, you know, and um, and then you know in the states and in Great Britain before they abolished slavery, yep, um, it was used race. Mm-hmm. Like this whole pseudoscientific science of race studies it's showed up. so funny you bring up pseudoscience because the next quote I have is Go by the it. same man using yeah. pseudoscience, which was really big in the 1800s. Back then it was called science. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Our new well government done. is founded upon exactly the opposite ideas. Its foundations are laid. Its cornerstone rests upon the great truth that the Negro is... talking about cornerstones, you jackal. <laughs> <laughs> that the Negro is not equal to the white man, that slavery, subordination to the superior race is his natural and normal condition. This, our new government, is the first in the history of the world based upon this great physical, philosophical, and moral truth. The truth has been slow in the process of its development, like all other truths in the various departments of science. He's like a more racist Thomas Jefferson. and Which and, is hard to credit. Yeah. He's like claiming... Kind of, like, you have, you have a hard time imagining... Jefferson, yeah, being more of of a racist, right? But I this mean, guy, he like, distills like, it. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. He completely distills it, and yeah. then you take away all of the intellectual good qualities. Yeah. Like you know, you take away Jefferson's engineering expertise, his sure. his creativity, his his yeah. erudition, and his culture, and you wind up with this yeah prick. Yeah. Oh he God. he claims natural law to back up biblical law. And it's really weird that to me that the people who make these arguments are so frequently ending up on the more profitable side of the debate. Well, of course they. <laughs> you know, but it's just That's, so weird. Yeah, like well, these are universal truths. You can't argue with them. They just happen to put me in the driver's yeah, they, they seat. They just they just happen to put me on top. Yeah. So, here's well, duh. Yeah. Yeah. So here's here's more. Oh god. Look with confidence to the ultimate universal acknowledgement of the truths upon which our systems rest. It is the first government ever instituted upon the principles in strict conformity to nature and the ordination of providence in furnishing the materials of a human society. Many governments have been founded upon the principle of the subordination and serfdom of certain classes of the same race. Such were and are in violation of the laws of nature. Our system commits no such violation of nature's laws. End quote. That's so. Yeah, civil war totally not even, about slavery. It was. It I, was really just economics. Oh yeah, it was yeah. just totally. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> like no, um, it's, it's all. It's all. It's all when about the vice tariffs. President, it's all about tariffs. Yeah. Oh it's, it's, yeah. Understand. My 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 father. Yep. Grew up in Florida. Okay. Went to high school in Florida. What most people don't know about Florida is the further north you go, the further south it becomes. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. Florida North is Alabama Junior. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah. But some parts of it are Mississippi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, my dad actually grew up like in an Arkansas, fucked in Mississippi. <laughs> and and, and you they're go. brothers. Yeah. So <laughs> not even sisters. Wow. Yeah. 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 No. Um, so he he grew up in Coral Gables, which is just outside Miami. So okay. that's that's way, pretty far south. Way, pretty far south. Yeah. But it was Miami in the 50s and early 60s before before Mariel, cocaine made before, it into a city yeah, yeah nice yeah before the burial boat lift before right. Cuba and and the influx of Cubans I mean there were there were Cubans there but you know what he remembers from his childhood is mm-hmm. the biggest minority group were Jewish people right you know and so it was still very waspy white mm-hmm. Anglo-Saxon Protestant and much more southern in many ways than yeah. it is today yeah you know today miami is its own dimension it's not even you know yeah. it's, it's it's bare it, it it doesn't even count as the south like you were saying right. really it's the it's new like york cuba, of it's cuba florida north, yeah. Or, yeah or new york south uh back then no florida was a it was still a confederate state mm-hmm. he grew up as a child it was still segregated mm-hmm. and so what he learned in school was yep. that the civil war was about states rights and it was about tariffs Mm-hmm. And when I was in high school in California, mm-hmm. reading California textbooks back sure. in the 90s, um, he he had a certain level of cognitive dissonance seeing me doing my American history homework. And he was like, well, you know, that's 
that's uh, revisionism or whatever all because I mean the story he had learned they understand <laughs> to him my, it was canon yeah my grandfather was from Iowa my grandmother was from Long Island so neither one of them were southerners they, right. they had emigrated to Florida for very, for different reasons early in their lives but my dad grew up in Florida as the son of these expats from other parts of the country and so you know he he that's what he learned in school that's what he carried with him and because he was telling me that at the same time I was reading the textbooks from California, which uh-huh. which still are bought from the same companies that publish textbooks for, say, Texas. But back then it was a lot more modular. It really yeah, well, was. Well, like yeah, the textbook yeah. industry yeah. wasn't as centralized in yeah. Texas, basically. But but they still soft pedaled. Yeah. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. Read, they still soft did did well, everything. People in California for, were Okies and Arkies. Yeah. I mean, let's. Yeah, well, you, you know, know, hey, you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Your mom's side of the family. Yeah. Back my mom's side of the family. Um, which, you know, I don't have a problem with, but apparently Oki's a slur. Like, I learned that yeah. in... I, I learned that... And I shouldn't be saying teaching, it, you're right. Teaching in San Benito High yeah. School in, in uh, outside of... Uh, uh, forget now, Gilroy. Uh, the very first year I was teaching, I, mm-hmm. I, I talked about... I used the word Oki, and I had kids in my classroom, like... Tense up. You know, tense up. Like, I had just used the N-word. And right. Like, oh, Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. You know, uh, because those tensions were still very real. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and, and so, yeah, so they, they, they soft peddled it, but it was still more explicit that, no, this, this slavery, slavery was a central thing. I mean, they, yeah. they, they pushed the states' rights was an overarching thing kind mm-hmm. of deal. You know, and now, you know, when I go on to teach American history, I'm going to be like, no, here are the primary source documents. Read the primary source right. documents. Right. Read this Peckerwood Stevens. Yeah. Read, read this. It's going to piss you off. If, well, if you read this and you don't want to pantomime kicking the shit out of this guy, like, you, you're in the wrong history class because, you know. Well, I went to school in Florida as well. Okay. For fifth and sixth grade. Okay. And uh, I was a history what, what nerd. Bronson. So, did you ever see the movie Rosewood? A long time ago. Okay, so there's a scene where uh, all of the KKK are like, they finished killing as many of the black people as they wanted in Rosewood, yeah. wiped out the whole town. Now they're going on a rampage and they go down the road and there's 13 white guys with shotguns standing in the middle of the road and the sheriff is in front of them and he tells them, you know, basically our black folk are uh, law-abiding citizens and they're like, no, we know that there's some people in there that need justice. And he has them draw their guns. And he says, you go away. Bronson is a good town. It was that town. Now, okay. to give you some perspective, I think that actually happened. I also would point out that Bronson had about 804 people in it when I lived there. 800 when we left. <laughs> it had two separate cemeteries so that blacks and whites wouldn't rot together. Yeah. Like, it was... Well, I mean, yeah, that was, that was just... That yeah. Was, the white was. side of town were single-wide trailers and sometimes double-wides if they were really rich. The black side of town were lean-to shacks. Yeah. Um, it, it was as segregated as it gets. While we were in school together, it was not segregated. Um, but it was but real the quick. Moment, the moment the bell rang to get out of school. You go to your separate parts. Here. You might even have a bus route go through both places. But by and large, I mean, it was, it yeah. was a tremendously... So the kids that I was in school with... Would they found out I was a huge history nerd because you know I was from San Francisco, which automatically made me gay, um, and so and because I was a huge history nerd, uh, that also gave me troubles. Yeah. And so they would bring their Civil War history books, and they'd be like, "You see right there, it says that the South succeeds." And I'm like, "That succeeds." Learn how to read. And they they're like, "Well, why should I? It's been three years in fifth grade. I don't yeah. need to start now." I'm not joking. Oh, uh, we had a field we had a field day where yeah. like sixth graders go against sixth graders and fifth graders go against fifth graders. We lost the tug of war because the other team of fifth graders drove to the show. They drove themselves. <clears throat> I kid you not. I kid you not. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good. So, wow. yes. So, having gone to wow. school in the South, right. yeah, slavery was not mentioned. And that's oh. the thing that so often happens is that you get away with a big lie by just hiding uh, it amongst the weeds. You don't yeah, even say yeah. that. No, it wasn't. You just downplay its importance, which is what our textbooks were doing in California. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so, on April 12th, okay. yes. Fort Sumter gets fired upon. Yes. Uh, this is 1861. Yeah. Uh, Virginia and Arkansas almost immediately secede. 
Tennessee and North Carolina quickly follow. Maryland, Kentucky, and Missouri stayed with the Union, but also stayed slave states. Missouri would follow eventually, but it was a state that had two competing legislatures, one for each side, because it's yeah. Missouri. Yeah, well, yeah. It's <laughs> such a weird yeah. place. It's, it, boy. It really, like, yeah. their most hated food is the final bite of a hot dog. Like, that's how weird they are. Like, that's, that's a thing. It's a very weird state. Kentucky yeah. had a similar thing going, but it was a little less obvious. Like, yeah. Missouri was like, yeah, this is what we do. You got two yeah. different legislatures. West Virginia wanted to stay in the Union, but Virginia yanked them along. Because West Virginia wasn't a state yet. Yeah. Now, I'm spending a lot of time on these specific states because it's all going to come out later when we talk about wrestling. Okay. So, like I said, the Civil War happened. Lots of blood spilled, largely over um, slavery. Yeah. They didn't mean... This, this doesn't mean that the North is overly fond of black people, by no. the way. Oh, no. It really doesn't. It just means that they don't want to compete with free black labor. Well, yeah. Like, that's... Yeah. And, and you had more of a foothold of a particular kind of um, moralistic religion. Well, I'm, I'm going yeah. to weigh in here. Do it. We're talking about that, because um, Upon the Altar of the Nation is a great study... Mm-hmm. about this and I don't remember the author's name right now off the top of my head but um, one, one of the things that's really a remarkable part of the divide regionally mm-hmm. is the nature of northern American mainline Christianity and mm-hmm. southern American mainline Protestant Christianity mm-hmm. and the thing is in the north it was Presbyterianism mm-hmm. And uh, and that worked its way into the Midwest too, yeah. including those states that I mentioned that stayed borders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, but it was it was Presbyterianism. Uh, it was not Methodism, but the brother of Methodism that I can't think of. Episcopalianism. Okay. Episcopalian. By the way, Harry S. Stout. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, great book, by the way, mm-hmm. for those of you listening. Like. Uh, what an amazing read! Um, but it was it was Episcopalianism and Presbyterianism, mm-hmm. both very um, very British, very, very well, well, yeah, very uh, committee oriented, very, too. very, very committee oriented, very um, and and the nature of the spirituality of them mm-hmm. is very much you know uh, orderly. Mm-hmm. Is is a, is the word that comes to mind for me right now? Yeah, um, it's been a long week, and I don't. No, that's a very Yankee power. way of looking at it. Yeah. Actually, was social it's, cohesion. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's and and whereas in the South, both amongst slaves and amongst the people that owned them and the rest of white society, mm-hmm. the Christianity that you had was cathartic. Yeah, it was revival meetings, bloodlettings. Yeah, on 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 sometimes a physical level and, mm-hmm. and always a spiritual level, but focused on the suffering Fo- of Christ. Focused, well, well, not focused, the reason why he did it, but the actual visceral. Um, they would focused, have liked Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah, focused. Fo- yes, yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah, for a variety of reasons, but uh, focused <laughs> focused on the suffering of Christ, and then focused on because it was it was it's baptism, mm-hmm. and it's it's a very very Calvinist, very. Um, uh, yeah, second second yeah. great awakening. Yeah, I blame the second great awakening for so many things in this country. But but the, the second great awakening uh, idea of this epiphany moment of mm-hmm. sudden enlightenment mm-hmm. and sudden realization of whether or not you were one of the elect and whether or not right. you were going to go to heaven and, and you know they still talk about you still hear it in you know yeah. you know televangelists and that kind of stuff talking about that moment when you are saved right. You know, and and it was this a catastrophic Christianity. Y- y- yes, I yeah. like it. Yeah, uh, and and it was all it, it was it was this deeply emotionally cathartic kind of ritual. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, screaming and hollering and handling snakes in some places, and and you know, this the further west you get, tongues, the, the, the the stranger the, it gets. The, yeah, yeah. And but I'm, I mean, I'm, it really speaking keeps, as a Catholic, stranger yeah. it gets. Like I know. <laughs> One of the things I love about my faith is how weird parts of it are, and I'm just saying, wow. Yeah. So now, saying that, just real quick, the uh, that fits perfectly with a Southern society where yeah. it's a landed gentry, the elect, the elite. You, I mean, it, it absolutely fits oh, into yeah. that elitism. Yeah. And if you look to the North, the North was much more uh, cosmopolitan. It was much more 
Um, you had to take into account a lot of different people, a lot more town council Yeah. Very, uh, I mean, Salem, well, I mean, all, all, all the way, yeah, all, all the way back to yeah. the Puritans, all the way back yeah. to the very foundations. Still council E. Yeah. Not yeah. you are chosen, <clears throat> you are not. It was, yeah. oh, we're all damned, so yeah. let's figure out how to make this work. Yeah. Well, if you go, if you yeah. go, you know, to the very founding of the, of the different colonies, you mm-hmm. look at, you look at who founded them and how they worked, um, you know, the, the Puritans, showed up as a collective to build the city of God. Mm-hmm. And um, the uh, Roanoke colony showed up to make money for uh-huh. second sons of landed gentry. Right. And and that basically is the pattern kind of all the way down in yeah. terms of, of the, the differences in social structure. And, I mean, you know, the two of us like to just kind of beat up on, you know, Southern institutions and Southern culture. And I genuinely want everybody who's listening to understand I'm not trying to be pejorative when I describe it that way. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that that is a key component in the, in, mm-hmm. the, in the different outlooks that these two parts of the country had. Absolutely. And, and when you're talking about the differences in religion... The the one of them was social cohesion in the mm-hmm. north. It was all about you know uh, you having, have to live closer together in, in cities. Order, yeah. A lot in a lot of places, yeah. And and in the south, it was at least one theory I've read, mm-hmm. which I put some credence into, was the violence and oppression and guilt mm-hmm. associated with the day to day operation of slavery in their society. Mm-hmm. Was something that meant that white Southerners needed revival meetings and needed this catharsis, yeah, as as the way to deal with the pressure of sinning, of, essentially of, of doing that yeah. all the time, and, and the emphasis on you know sin and redemption. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't hear Presbyterians or or um, Episcopalians. Episcopalians. Yeah. I keep having trouble thinking of it. It's because you're a Catholic. It's yeah, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, rivals it's across like, the pond. It's like you know, Brother John. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, just just come over here. Just you know, just admit Francis is a nice guy. Come on. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, it's a conversation I've actually had with Methodist friends of mine, <laughs> tongue in cheek. Like, just come on. Yeah. But uh, you know, and and they they don't have that same level of catharsis mm-hmm. in in services. I mean, it can be a very powerful spiritual experience, but it's different. But it's but it's very different. And, and the catharsis they have is not corporate. It's well in the north, it's corporate. It's not yeah. individual. Yeah, it's not. It's uh, not one it's person not getting up. Yeah, it's, it's right. not one person coming up in front of the prayer meeting. To, yeah. to testify. It's secular, yeah. quite yeah. honestly. In, it's, in a great, yeah, in we're a great creating a yeah. Norwus ordo. Yeah. You know, we are yeah. creating a new world. Yeah. And God won't come until we get this shit right. Whereas yeah, in the yeah. South, rapture's coming. You better act the right way because yeah. he'll pluck you up and the yeah. rest of them on will an, burn. On an individual way. Yep. Yeah. That's, so, yeah, meaningful, meaningful insight. On which that. is interesting because the civil rights movement in the 1960s absolutely adopted that northern uh, belief structure about social justice, but kept. But kept all of the passion. Yep. And the, you know, call and response. Yeah. And, yeah. and yet where they got the most racism hurled against them was in Chicago, in the North. Like, yeah. like yeah. at least according to King, according yeah. to Martin Luther King. Yeah. I would say Diane Nash would have a different story, um, having stayed mostly in the South for it. So, uh, certain derivations, like you said, of Christianity were more against slavery than others, and largely those were housed in the North. Yeah. Because it's easy to resist other people's temptations, too. Let's be real. Well, it's easy to resist other people's temptations. And there is something to be said for the fact that um, in the North, the whole social structure Mm -hmm. and the economy were built around industry Mm -hmm. by by this time. The the, the nascent beginnings of American industry are established in the North. And you had a system where... It was the individual free laborer right. who was the backbone of the industrial economy. Yeah, and so it's really easy to to not so much look down on somebody else's uh, uh, temptations as to condemn a sin that you're not depending on. Yeah, and In, one that you're competing against. Yes, that's a big and like yeah. I said before, yeah. like you free soil, free labor, free men. Yeah, it was an economic policy. Oh yeah. And, and as much as it was moral yeah and and part of part of the moralism that drove the you know 90 day men mm-hmm. who who showed up you know as, as soon as 
all those states seceded, as soon as Fort Sumter got fired on, mm-hmm. the militia mm-hmm. of Massachusetts, Vermont, right? You know, all all of those, all all the Northeast states. I mean, they they had been preparing too. They mm-hmm. been because. They knew that the Southerners were talking about seceding, and, well, they, and some Northern and they, states wanted to secede to get away from slavery. Yeah, like yeah. that was Previously, also a thing. They had wanted, yeah. yeah, and and so and argued was, states' rights as a foundation of that. Yeah. We shouldn't have to enforce your slavery up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, a, a remarkable conflation of, of, of stuff going on <laughs> between between both sides. But the the ninety day men basically responded almost instantaneously. Yeah, with. Like all the young men in a town showing up to sign up on yep. the dotted line. Yep. And and the thing is, the South seceded over slavery. Mm-hmm. The North fought them over preservation of the Union. Yes. Because, you know, at the time they signed up, mm-hmm. those young men did not care about the plight of no, slaves in Mississippi or any place down there. Yeah. Uh, many of them changed their minds after they got into the South and mm-hmm. saw the way these people were being forced to live. But that's a topic for another time. But, you know, when they signed up, it was, we are a union. Right. We are a nation. And by leaving, you are traitors. And we are not yep. going to let you do it. We're not going to let you kill the country. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's this remarkable dichotomy. Yeah. Of motivation. So for the South, it was about slavery. For the North, it wasn't. Yeah. And this is where you can hide the idea of slavery. Yeah. And nestle it so that nobody pays attention to it. Because you could say, oh, for the North, it was, yeah. It was, yeah. So uh, I keep pointing out, and you do too, that it was about slavery for reasons that will become clear soon. But uh, you know what I like? Uh, Primary source documents. I like the Confederate Constitution. Um, First, it's specifically... Oh, because yeah. it is such a self-damning thing. Oh, it, the first thing I love about it, it specifically prohibits foreigners from voting in all states instead of leaving it up to the states. You know, states' rights. I also found Article 1, Section 9 fascinating because I like, you know, parallelism. And Article yeah. 1, Section 8 is fascinating in our Constitution. Yeah. So here's what they said. All bills appropriating money shall speci- spell ses- shall Wow. Try again shall specify in federal currency the exact amount of each appropriation and the purposes for which it is made. And Congress shall grant no extra compensation to any public contractor, officer, agent, or servant after such contract shall have been made or such service rendered. Okay. So in other words, if you're going to pass a bill of spending, you have to say exactly what that money's going toward. Huh. That, that actually makes a lot of goddamn sense. It does. It also gives a president and the vice president six-year terms, but no re-elections. So, okay. yeah, we want to be different. You know. Right. Also, South America was uh, had done the same later yeah. on. Probably just to be a little bit less of a copycat. Uh, presidents had to have lived in the Confederate States of America for 14 years, so oh. naturalization. All right. uh, the CSA Constitution actually addressed slavery, which was different than the U.S. Constitution. The U.S. Constitution kept doing weird verbal gymnastics. Persons held in service to labor and so on. Yeah. The CSA Constitution says the importation of Negroes of the African race from any foreign country other than the slaveholding states or territories of the United States of America is hereby forbidden. And Congress is required to pass such laws as shall effectually prevent the same. No bill of attainder, ex post facto law, or law denying or impairing the right of property in Negro slaves shall be passed. So there's two things going on there. You don't get to bring in imports of black people to make them slaves. They can only be homegrown or bought from the United States, which basically means it's not like they got a saw out and like tried to sever their ties. Yeah. It means you can go kidnap black people. That's what that is. On top of that, you don't get to bring them in from anywhere else because we don't want our money going elsewhere. So it's like a tariff on slaves. And then... You can't pass any law stopping this. In Article 4, the citizens of each state shall be entitled to all privileges and immunities of citizens in the several states and shall have the right of transit and sojourn in any state of this confederacy with their slaves and other property. And the right of property in said slaves shall not be thereby impaired. Wow. Which they already had in the Dred Scott case. Like, that was a big failing of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um. But, well, yeah. And the Northwest Territory Ordinance of 1787 had said, no, you can't do that. Dred Scott kind of 
said yeah, fuck you yeah, to that. Carved, carved that out. Yeah. But I mean, so they're specifically well, naming they, they make slavery. Because, well, because because if they're splitting mm-hmm. off from the United States, Dred right. Scott decision no longer has any right. Legal merit, so here's so how to make to it constitutional. Say instead of yeah. Yeah. But again, and they're and they're explicitly saying slavery slaves as property. Yeah. yeah. Here's more. The oh Confederate God, States may acquire new territory <laughs> because they want to make sure they can go fight and take other shit from people. And Congress shall have power to legislate and provide governments for the inhabitants of all territory belonging to the Confederate States lying without the limits of the several states and may permit them at such time and in such manner as it may by law provide to form states to be admitted into confederacy. Okay, so here's how you okay, expand, right, okay. which our constitution didn't quite have didn't and it quite, became by statute. Yeah. Cool. In all such territory, the institution of Negro slavery as it now exists in the Confederate States shall be recognized and protected by Congress. Slavery was mentioned again, just in case people yes, didn't. Yes, throwing that out. And by the territorial government. And the inhabitants of the several Confederate states and territories shall have the right to take such territory, any slaves lawfully held by them, in any of the states or territories of the Confederate states. So as you can see, they were really big on protecting slavery. Yeah. All right. Lost cause. Yeah. yeah now yeah. we're on to the yeah, lost yeah, cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely going to be more than a one episode. Oh, yeah, already, yeah. Yeah. But we're going to start with the lost cause, and then the next episode we'll pick back up with the lost cause. So... Lost cause. It's just really important to recognize the Civil War was founded over slavery. I just want to... I don't know if I made that clear. <laughs> just like, you know, in yeah. case anybody has been asleep for the last 50 minutes, you want to make sure yeah. you understand and, and slavery was key. In all fairness, there's been a lot of ink and paper spent on minimizing that fact for the last 150 years. Yeah. But it's pretty goddamn clear that it's about slavery. If, if you actually take the time to go back to look at the primary source documents, it is it you, it can't be argued. So, like, like if you like read the history, mean, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, um, yeah. All right, so enough said. Lost That's cause, dead horse, and and this is the crux of what you're going to hear later about wrestling. Yeah. The lost cause is the ideology that the South was fighting valiantly. And honorably for Southern honor, pride, um, for Southern pride, despite being tied to a regrettable but really minimal sin of slavery. Fuck these people. That's what the lost causers are claiming. But that's what they're claiming. They're saying, look. Heritage, not hate. Right. Straight up. Fuck all of them. Right. God, that pisses me off. The, the Lost okay. Causers claim that prior yeah. to the 1950s, nobody really cared much about the slavery issue. The only reason people care about it in the 1950s is because these black people are, are you know, want to sit. Yeah. I didn't want to They want to vote. What the yeah. hell is or that? Or sit at counters. Yeah. Um, you know, taint or, natural. Yeah. Taint natural. Taint right, taint natural. And nobody put much stock in it. And it was really just a tragic issue of honor that had to play out. There were these two ways of life, blue and gray. There were cousins that just couldn't reconcile their differences. Well, they couldn't reconcile their differences because one side wanted to own people. I think you're nitpicking here. I think really it's just... It's a pretty goddamn big nit, man. (laughs) So they literally lied about history to make history more palatable. That's what they did. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. So it makes me so goddamn angry. I want to see if these phrases sound familiar to you, given where your dad went to school. Okay, I know what they sound like to me, given where I went to school. Yeah, okay, I'm listening. The war of northern aggression. The war between the states. Mm. The war for southern independence. Oh, Mm. the second American rebellion. See that one. That one, you know the thing, you know. So, so the War of Northern Aggression. Yeah. I've I've always heard like I always heard that tongue in cheek. cheek. Yeah. I always heard that as like you know the War of Northern Aggression. Of, you know, You'd like, hear it like, in like, like an in, upper in class that, in that you know Shelby foot yeah kind of, you know kind of accent <laughs> yeah you know and 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 you just you have to laugh because yeah, yeah. Like, you know because and and the insidious thing about it is uh-huh. from a literal standpoint from a totally literal standpoint okay. you're not. From a military history standpoint, uh-huh. literally, it's not incorrect because time out. Okay. Fort Sumter, yes, was the first thing to get shelled, and that was in the South, and yeah. Southerners attacking federal the, troops. Yes. So however, no, no. However, hold on. <laughs> okay. The rest of the war, okay, was fought in the was, South. Was was fought in the South yep. with with the North having to march in and invade in order to enforce Union. 
So there is you there could, yeah. you you can you can say that when with a straight face, and I won't necessarily want to kick you in the nuts. <laughs> How about the war between the states? War that between one the states. I heard the first time I heard that Bugs Bunny and Yosemite and Sam. Sam. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the thing is, the war between the states uh-huh. again mm-hmm. is not inaccurate. Not inaccurate. <laughs> it is a it is a massive whitewash of yeah. of what was. I mean, it, it it yeah it it takes it takes all the all the color and blood out of it and and turns it into this you know it ken burns is it yeah yeah it really does yeah um i love ken burns yeah but his civil war like if you watch it now it's it's buying in way too much yeah no it's 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 the cousins it's a tragedy these cousins are fighting yeah 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 and and, yeah um how about the war for southern independence fuck me i'm like cattle (laughs) broad that's bullshit. But how how is this conceptually that different than the American Revolution, though? And I'm not saying that ironically. I, I know, I know. I, I can genuinely because you have one group of people saying we don't want to do it your way, we're out. Yeah, that's what's going on. Yes. The thing is, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm gonna say that I don't think there was a single Enlightenment thinker. <laughs> that's true. Who who would have looked at the two conflicts That's true. and seen them as morally equivalent? That's a very good point. Neither neither uh, Locke nor Hobbes, who who are my two your, you know, your guys, the guys All from right. the Enlightenment. Neither one. Even of them. Jefferson wouldn't have said Jefferson. It. Jefferson would have looked at it and gone, no, yeah, no, look, okay, no, look, right. Ours was about representation. Sure, you have representation. You're, you are overrepresented. You're over. You are. You are in every way. I made sure. Yeah. <laughs> I benefited greatly. Jackasses. Yeah. I'm one of you. I, I made cooked the sure books for you. I cooked the book. I, yeah. Yes. I rigged uh-huh. it for you. Yeah. You get to claim three fifths of every you black person because they don't they get a don't, vote. They don't have. To, you just made super to, citizens out just, of the white people who own them. Who own them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, because I was one of them, and which is I gonna, wanted to make sure that which is going to keep it going right. longer. Yeah. by the way. Yeah. So you're welcome. Yeah. So you're welcome. So you okay. Know. So it is fundamentally different. So then. so it is. Yeah. And 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 again, it's technically true, but so fundamentally different but, but that so, but it's so, a different. It's not just yeah. a difference of degree. It, it, it is, is a difference it is, in kind. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. It, what's what's insidious about so much of the kind of stuff that that uh, lost cause mm-hmm. historians. Mm-hmm. Do is that it is it is that that drop of truth in the middle of the lie. Yeah, you know, and it's it's and they one, hide behind that. Yeah, it's that it's that one little fig leaf that they can use mm-hmm. and and use that to to cover up. Yeah, it's the, major. The elephant, the elephant in the room. Yeah, you know? um, and and yeah, it's mm-hmm. not it's not. It's not something you can just look at and say, no, no, prima facie, that's completely wrong. Right. You have to address it. You have to address it, which then allows them to have a conversation. Right. Which allows them to legitimize their very... Yeah. Yeah. Just... So I I take it we don't even want to go over the Second American Rebellion. Uh, Here's some people who called it the Civil War. These amateurs. Jefferson Davis... Ulysses S. Grant, yes. Robert E. Lee, William T. Sherman, P.T. Beauregard, Nathan Bedford big, Forrest, big Willie T. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, uh-huh. all called it the Civil War. Yeah. You know, the guys who fought and led the Confederacy called it the Civil War. The Civil War. Yeah. So, lost cause. It really attaches itself to how the war was fought. Yes. That's because, what it's really. Because that's, that's, where, that's where they had any kind of a leg to stand on yeah. at all. And, and so they created a mythos out of that rather than looking at why if you eliminate the why you can make heroes out of traitors yeah you can make it so your neighbors and your own relatives were merely misguided not men trying to wreck a country to keep other people in chains yeah the best part of alexander stephen's speech is that he doesn't stick to it at all by the way once the civil war ends he tries to backpedal of course he does he makes the speech it's all about slavery and then he claims it's not about slavery it was about economics and since the North was attacking them for their use of black people as labor, people who want to simplify yeah. and just like, oh, I just don't like political nastiness, uh, were able to, to hang with well, them. Well, you know, both sides are equally wrong. Well, exactly. Well, and that comes into the idea of memory. Because when you get to the 50th anniversary, and I'm going to get into it a bit. Yeah. You get to the 50th anniversary of Gettysburg. 
the North also wants to say, okay, cool, because then we can all get back together. And there's a wonderful picture of people who fought and shot at each other oh, yeah. shaking hands. Shaking Very hands. old Yeah, men. no, it, and moving in, yeah. in its way when you think about the individual men yeah. doing that. But, yeah. Of course, you know, the amount of black people who suffered as a result of, of that yeah. is astounding. Yeah. So it's... Uh, it's about different ideas on the Constitution. Mm, yeah. Since right. it was really about whether or not states had the right to leave the Union. It's about culture clash. Since the South had a culture of honor and the North had a culture of making money. <laughs> I'm getting flipped off here. I, you're, you're not. You're I not. You're not. I, I, you're just the one across the table. Yeah. Now, and somebody's got to get flipped off. Here's the best part. Something All of this fish. is going to tie into wrestling very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but for right now, uh, we've run into just about an hour. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop us here and we will come back to reconvene uh, for the next part of The Lost Cause uh, because uh, it, it really deserves several of its own several. podcasts. Yeah. So uh, for uh, A Geek History of Time, I'd like to point out to you folks that uh, Geek History of Time has its own Twitter now. Uh, we're up to two followers. Uh, more people should click follow. Yeah. Um, it's at Geek History Time. Uh, if you also want, you could follow me at at Da Harmony. And you can follow me at E.H. Blaylock. Um, I, I'm neither as erudite nor as cutting as Damien is, but I have my moments. Um, also, I spend less time shouting directly at the president. <laughs> I do like to shout at a person who uh, is in power. It's, it's, a, it's a hobby. Uh, so um, I promise it will get geekier, uh, but we just need to... Uh, set the stage. Really set the stage. So uh, we will see you all uh, in the next episode. For Geek History of Time, I'm Damien Harmony. I'm Ed Blaylock. <laughs>